Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So, it's come to this. It's come to this. Here we are. We, uh, we've we been kind of like a sequels mode lately. Oh, definitely. Right? Once we did Ghoulies, that really <laughs> set me off and I was like, buddy, if you liked Ghoulies, let me tell you a little thing about Ghoulies 2. Keep that Ghoulie train going. And then last week, man, I was knocked for a loop by Sorcerer. Yeah, we did our William Friedkin tribute with the great unheralded masterpiece i mean sorcerer no secret anymore unbelievable i mean sorcerer is just one of those life-changing movies a movie so different than anything i'd experienced a movie that refuses to be like a buddy film yeah right you know a film for like men but like desperate dangerous (laughs) men right just perfect freaking perfectly paced Mm -hmm. two-hour movie like Instant classic, incredible Tense. stuff. I've stuff I've never Emotional. seen. Yeah, in another movie, exists all throughout Sorcerer. And when we found out that that has a sequel, <laughs> we were like, <laughs> "Jump us in!" I want to stay in this world, and I love how we got like Sorcerer for boys, and now we're getting Sorceress for girls. Sorceress, sorceress. Yeah. This is hot. By the way, I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast. We love movies, and we love comparing sequels to their originals and finding out yeah. what works about one, what what like clicks with one better than it clicks with the other. We did this for Barbarian, and it really was Barbarians was like experience. stark to, to watch Barbarian and then Barbarians, and now yeah, we're doing it again Dude, with Sorceress. Sorceress. What a treat! This is a fun one. Yeah. Uh, this was this is a. Uh, it was a pretty low budge situation, <laughs> this as, felt, I, as I put them. But uh, the more what, I was watching this movie, the more I enjoyed it. When Sorcerer went so far over budget and lost like a lot of money, they're like, "We can't build bridges. No bridges allowed. No more bridges in this. There will be water, but you will have to swim with your jugs out. Mm-hmm. That is the only water we're having in Sorceress. Yeah, the budget here is uh, we got." A wig shop down the road that we're going to buy a couple <laughs> wigs from. And we got some tassels. We're going to make a whole dress out of tassels. And that's it. Man. And then go out and have some fun. I would not change a thing about Sorceress. <laughs> I am so... I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> so the more we dip our... more we dip into, like, the sword and sorcery, uh, yeah. the more that I am finding a real comfortable home in there. Like, the water feels real good. Once I totally you're, agree. Once you're here, right? Yeah, exactly. About halfway through this movie, it was like, I'm I'm loving this genre. Yeah, especially from the early '80s. Something oh. about this time, like once they I don't release, think it works now. Like, once they release Conan, a yeah. bunch Corman was like, "We're doing it, everyone. Doing them all. We're doing these." Did he do Barbarians too with the Barbarian Brothers? Oh man, I don't know. But Ooh, that, there was something in the air about like. Do we have a non-actor twin group <laughs> that we could star in a sword and sandal? Bring him in. What a day and age, huh? Exactly. What a what, what a just golden era. Anymore. They literally bring in people who've never acted before, and they're like, "You're starring in the movie." You know, this is all you. When we we talked all throughout Sorcerer about the insane risks taken in these '70s movies, where these directors were just sadists. Yeah, right. Herzog just going to the jungle and just abusing people, and like <laughs> you know, and just and then doing it again. Like, you know what? I'm also dragging a boat through the jungle. Just like, what a madman idiot. Mm -hmm. These people are dangerous, right? But then these risk takers of the 80s was when like, you know what? Movies are making money. Get some twins. Put them, (laughs) you know, like they were just taking different kind of risks. It was a different kind of risk. Yeah. Still a risk though. Yeah. Still taking financial risk, not the physical health risk. To have have an action movie fronted by two Playboy models, uh... Lay and Lynette Harris. How cool is that? Hello. Dude, how cool is that? 
this genre is so surprisingly deep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the enjoyment level has so much more of a high floor than I realized. When we were, you know, jumped in with Deathstalker. Mm-hmm. It felt bad on the day with our VHS quality rip. Mm. That's Yeah, that is another thing. You're not you getting know, a lot of 4K uh, upgrades on these old sword and sandal movies. But man, there's a certain vibe that I'm just getting into. It's really the last era of like rubber suit guys. Mm-hmm. You can just get weird guys. See, this one had this one had one of the worst characters of all time, and then then one of the great characters of Hunu, the ape man. The ape man. Okay, good. And I know the worst character you're thinking of is, is that goat man, right? This, it's got to be the goat man. This movie has a goat man character, and there's this point of the movie, maybe 30 minutes in. Where I was so into sorceress, and then this moment hit where you realize the goat man's going to be part of their crew. <laughs> yeah, it's such a fucking drag. Like when you realize, like, oh, he's the fourth. Yeah, no. he's oh, he's with the other warrior that they're teaming up with. Uh. This movie has the Harris sisters, two girls I did not know before this. Who stick the landing shockingly well. They do okay. For just doing a weird thing of being sisters that pose naked together. Mm-hmm. The idea that some scumbag in 1983 is just like, put them in a movie, <laughs> give them jokes, keep those things out. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> we get the goods, don't worry. The hilarious eagerness of these sisters to just whip out their jugs throughout <laughs> most of the runtime of the movie, but in actual funny ways. Mm-hmm. Was had surprising legs as a running joke. Yeah, like this is not just a dumb movie, despite being a dumb movie. Well, the the, and the Harris sisters are a big part of that. The uh, the joke is that which I thought was actually I've never seen this in a movie before. No, uh, it's so good. They're ba- so it's the standard like evil sorcerer wants this baby to sacrifice. We saw it in Ghoulies. Mm-hmm. This is not new material. No, and. Uh, the babies are rescued by the good wizard, hidden away for 20 years until they grow up to be the Harris sisters. But it's like a Jesus of Nazareth thing where it's like, don't tell anyone where this kid's going. It's biblical. Also, don't tell anyone, including the girls, that they are girls. Make them think they're boys. Don't yeah, give them any birds and bees stuff none. whatsoever. They're raised as boys. So the whole movie, they just think like everyone is androgynous. Like There's no gender. They have a totally no idea of what a gender is. And literally, the Viking who looks like Gimli has to tell them about the birds and the bees (laughs) in this movie. And when that happens, I'm like, this thing is good. Right? That is the moment where it's like, this is amazing. It won me over when when the Viking warrior has to be like, do you know where babies come from? Yeah. Well, we were delivered by the sorcerer. (laughs) (laughs) Their genuine, like, naivety with, like, funny joke timing not but not the kind of jokes like the barbarian brothers were making no these yeah, girls yeah. were no dummies you know, these were smart girls despite their uh being raised in a quiet cult <laughs> and lied to their whole lives but they're natural warriors they they got the sorcery powers yeah they're legit but to uh yeah that that whole joke and the, the first time they see the goat man they comment on his his rod dude okay and, the, in <laughs> this movie is so crazy with some of these jumps because the first time you see these girls, they're just like frolicking in a forest. Stream. They're just they're swimming in the in the lake. We are introduced to these girls swimming around nude, and then we are also introduced in that same scene to this freakish goat man. <laughs> this is a chilling, <laughs> chilling character. When I saw this guy show up with his the mask that they give this goat man, yeah, is horror movie level like two killer masks. It's like Del Toro freak shit. It is so and the noises scary. the noises he makes. The little goat noises they make him make throughout every scene he's in. It's like what Clarice hears. Oh, yes. Just in her It is. It's, it's the horrifying. silence of the lamps. If either of us were asked and any of you out there were asked to just picture a horrifying goat man just like right now. Yeah. This thing was an abomination worse than anything we would have imagined. It there's their attempt to kind of make it like a character made this thing 
just nightmarish. <laughs> exactly. And this guy just hung around, and he got horny, and it sucked. He's got a weird swagger walk, and but, he's got this... Yeah, whoever the actor is doing it to is really laying into Dude, that stuff. Dude, he goes stuff. so hard as this goat man. <laughs> and it's like, I gotta... You, you kind of don't gotta hand it to him, but what else was he supposed to do? Right? He committed to the goat man. It's this bit. great mix of American, Spanish, Italian... <laughs> It actors is. all dubbed. All dubbed. Who knows what they thought that goat man was doing on set? <laughs> How amazing do these girls compose themselves for having to like pop on with that thing? Yeah. And so as we're seeing this horrifying guy right after seeing these like naked twins, then these just big twitted twin tins sisters just like punch <laughs> him in the face, like kick him in the face. Yeah. Like, they're like, well, they have the right idea. You see this goat thing coming, your first instinct is kill it. Yeah. With just, whatever means just beat necessary. beat it with rocks. Set it on fire. Like, this is, like you said, it is truly looks like something just that should that not thing see the death, light man. Because he comes around the corner, man. If I was on, you know, Jurassic Park and a little thing hopped around a corner <laughs> into water, and I, I'd be more likely to do the, like, hey, little guy, what's it? With that guy, it's like, oh, shit. No. Like, if he comes around the corner, like, I'm looking for routes, I'm looking for weapons. Yeah. It but, is... I can't get over how upsetting it was to look at him all the time. <laughs> the whole movie. And then, yeah, when he shows up again with the warrior and is like, I'm also on a quest. Let's join forces. Like, no, shit. Yeah. Not with that, him. That moment, it just you realize goat, that he's joining the crew and just like, man, he's always kind of lingering in the bushes before they're like spaghetti. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. always just like around, just like, Egh. it's so awful. Exactly. I hate looking at this dude because uh, then you're also looking at these like, these great girls, the coolest girls. Do you know that later they were acquitted of tax evasion? Oh, yeah. They had a wealthy nice. widower sugar daddy mm. who uh, was like buying them cars and jewelry and giving them houses and stuff. And then the whole family got involved and, yeah, they like didn't declare any of it. They got away with all of it. That's Their right. playmates. That's the Harris sisters. Baby. They were, they were. Incredible they were good. They, they have like for... one other uh, credit on IMDb besides this movie. And it's yeah. like as unnamed ca- twin characters in like I the like, <laughs> some double mint commercial. Yeah, yeah. So the, we, yeah, the acting we do, career probably was not uh, not their strong suit. We do owe it to ourselves to see the Barbarian Brothers as babysitters movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Th- that feels almost wrong that we haven't jumped to that. <laughs> we got to do that one, but. We just keep getting debuts of either the worst characters ever or the coolest. Like, is that guy coming back? Because you're talking Jesus, man. We get this Christopher Lee kind of Jesus guy that comes in and starts doing like kung fu. Mm. Like, I right the the sword fight Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to sword fight Jesus caught a spear and then like threw it through a guy's throat. (laughs) Yeah. And then just kind of spun around like in a in this really great sword fight motion where he like does a slow spin, but they like speed it up <laughs> during Dude, certain parts of his sword Everything in this fight. movie is done in slow motion. <laughs> Yo, every yeah. fight, every fight is like the slowest, like running towards a person. Uh, but yeah, Krona the good, the Krona, good wizard. Yes, everyone in this movie also does have a pretty cool name. It's like Krona or. Dragon is the bad guy. All right, so for all the people who it. had no other roles in any movie ever, the Viking guy, like no other role. Mm-hmm. Those twins who should have been in stuff should have been. It's in some shocking. Stuff. They yeah, it's insane. They didn't do at least three horror movies mm-hmm. in 1988 to 1991. That's insane. They just had to been making that, that wealthy widower yeah. money. We don't need to do the Linnea Quigley stuff. Exactly. Can, wow, they're set. I love them. You know, they know you don't have to work it hard. Work smart. I love yeah. it. <laughs> but so I look up this Krona guy, Martin LaSalle. His first role is as the lead in Bresson's Pickpocket. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is a legendary uh, European cinema movie. Legendary role. Mm-hmm. And then I'm scanning through, and it's like, not recognizing this, not recognizing this. And Krona. Krona. Like, damn. I love it. Pickpocket to Krona. One scene, sword fighting Jesus, not out the rest of the movie. But he also looks like sword fighting Jesus as played by Tommy Chong. 
Like he's got a he's got these like <laughs> big does. shell necklace thing going on. <laughs> he does. It's like and a the chunky beard, puka shell. Yeah, and the beard like everyone's beard and hair is just like so poofed and like like just a big a big rug. This on is his a face. strong, crazy facial fake facial hair movie. Yeah. The the big Viking time. beard is insane. It looks like it's made with several layers of thick felt. It really does. Yeah. It doesn't look like any it looks kind like of a beard Muppet. you've seen, but it like deconstructed. It's just a man wearing like a Muppet beard. But then, like, you're talking characters. When we get introduced to like bird people with with talon weapons, like get the talons. Mm -hmm. The talons. They were gonna cut that woman up. They they this movie kills. They start this movie with genital mutilation. And uh, this movie's got a weird kind of kinky bad sex vibe to it all oh, around how many of them and uh i enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> well this is this is like all these genre legends yeah not only is it corman's studio when that the first second of this movie to go all the way to the beginning yeah is an animated sword going through the old english s <laughs> the i knew we were in for a good time like, when we saw that yes yeah. it's like shink uh, it looks perfect. like uh, the opening credit of like a Golden Axe uh, video game or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When but like, when you get that, that, right. that glowing blue New World Pictures logo, mm-hmm. that perfect logo, all those perfect VHS 80s production studio, you know you're getting Corman, so you know you're at least getting something that is going to make you smile. I've seen bad Roger Corman associated things. Yeah. But I smile through it's all exactly. of Exactly. Still enjoyable. And so when then the credits are like produced by Roger Corman, written by Jim Wynorski. Wynorski, yeah. I, I did not know that. Chopping Mall oh, uh, right. director. We saw that guy. Yeah. We talked to that guy. Yeah. And directed by Jack Hill. You are talking. So Jack Hill is. So in the, in the movie I saw in Tubi, though, it's like bruno something because jack hill actually had his name taken off of this movie <laughs> corbin changed it all around Corbin yeah. re-edited everything he did I, yeah i think I, I all i saw was that yeah jack hill maybe not stoked with how it came out <laughs> got it <laughs> well i mean jack hill's a guy but he's a legend was so important to 70s drive-in cinema some major pieces we covered spider baby mm-hmm. in uh, the sid Haig tribute episode Definitely. That's a picture. That's a crazy picture. That's a but cult then, classic. The Pam Greer movies like Foxy Brown and Coffee, Big mm-hmm. Bird Cage. This guy did major pictures. Switchblade Sisters. Oh, yeah. This guy is like everything Quentin Tarantino was like ripping from. Exactly. <laughs> right? That was all Jack Hill stuff. Exactly. This guy's got something playing at the New Beverly every month. That Precisely. Kind of Precisely, right? Yeah. And... When I'm seeing those names together, just like, yeah, <laughs> we're in. Take me there. But I don't think I could have expected Delicia. Who is Delicia? <laughs> this woman comes out in her like lavender, and she has like an ape man, just an ape man yeah. sidekick, and a panther. It's like who is everybody needs to stop and find out more about Delicia. She looked good, but she also (laughs) at first I was like, is this like a Cecily Strong character or something? (laughs) There's a bit of that, but oh yeah, as the bad witch who helps Tragon. She plays it really like straight, really bad witch, but also really horny. A lot of people play either cocky or like horny, but kind of aloof horny. But there's always a vibe happening. When there's concubines around, there's a lot of people just like behind curtains. A lot of yeah. There's a the, one of my favorite scenes is the brothel fight. Oh sure, that's a classic. Big scene. cast, a lot of extras, uh, a lot of concubines. But yeah, Delicia with her ape man. When I saw that ape man show up, that dude in like a schlock suit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we're a. I was like, this guy better be a part of the picture as much as Goat Man is. Right. We, I don't want to just see ape man in the background doing no. nothing. So luckily, we get ape man stuff. Ape? And there's more than one ape. Dude, once when we see the family of apes, that family there was, was nothing like, no leaving. <laughs> okay. Okay. So with that that whole scene, when we suddenly see a bunch of apes, that's the first time we had any clue there was more than one ape, yeah. right? Yeah. Suddenly I was going like <laughs> <laughs> like shot for I see, because suddenly we go from 
just our main ape, who's already getting his like breakthrough scene mm-hmm. when he's laughing, gassing people. Suddenly, this ape man's like the Riddler. He's back flipping <laughs> through trees. It's like, oh, this guy's stretching out. When yeah. he gets away from Delicia, that's when he's like really like oh, one man. two stepping it. When when Delicia asks the ape man like. Uh, tell me who, like, go find out who that is and from whence he came. And the ape's like, all right. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah. And the, man, the actor's doing the, like, the golem. Sometimes he's just kind of hopping there on his haunches, you know? Yeah, he's just really, yeah, it's so funny because he's trying to be this ape, but he's just a guy. So he's kind of just bent over, like, acting like he's swinging his arms on the ground. But that had to be uncomfortable. Really good, though. Yeah. Really good. And then, you, then the mask had a little bit of movement. It, it was uh that one I liked. Yeah, it's I liked the eight man. It's so... I didn't like the idea of him being promised one of the girls. Oh yeah, everybody gets promised. <laughs> Women are chattel in the in these ages, in these times. It's tough. Yeah, these are you have to be documentary accurate when you're t- oh, yeah. telling tales from these times, mm-hmm. and that's why I love how Corman reminds us constantly that this is R rated. Sometimes you rent one of those and you know you get gypped. Mm-hmm. You know, why was this rated R? This one, Corman's just like, we're going to have a guy get filled up with arrows. He was thrown a blood on a guy. 20 minutes in, guy gets sticking from arrows all over. Great yeah. arrow death. There's assaults. Of course there's assaults. Of course, yeah, we have to have that. Go hard on the assaults, right? Yeah, they don't shy away from that stuff. Yeah, violently kill the family that had been hiding the twins. Exactly. I love. Okay, so Tragon, our main bad guy. Sure. Fun Spanish actor with guy. these great yeah. eyes, right? Uh, he he has, like, a couple of different lives. He gets to reincarnate himself every 20 years or so. So he gets killed in the beginning by Kronos or whatever. <laughs> during Kranos. the sword. During the just mowing down a sword. And uh, 20 years later, he gets revived. The girls have grown up. His first command is, go find the girls because I need to sacrifice them. And they find them immediately. I mean, the who, next day. They're like... The- this guy's got him. He's been hiding him. <laughs> what? One milk delivery guy goes through town and sees those twins romping around Tompless, and it's just like something's going out at the old Wheatley place. <laughs> like something is happening on the outskirts. Yeah. Word will get around quick. You think about what your awful days would be filled with in the days of sorceress, in the jobs that you and I would have. When you're a simple peasant. Yeah. Yeah. You see these these two twi- titted twins move into town. <laughs> Boom. People are talking about it down at the the brothel. Yeah. Great concubine brothel fight scene. Oh, yeah. Running over all these sex and legs. That's great. Hot stepping it over all the legs. Yeah. Oh, man. How great would it be to be an extra as, as like, naked legs? <laughs> just you're kind of kicking legs. I assume that's just, yeah, yeah, it's the same, like, three people, just different legs throughout this brothel scene i don't know if i've seen the outdoor brothel oh yeah just the the open air brothel just go behind a curtain just like a bed behind a bunch of they've just got some sheets set up yeah seems pretty simple what you got pretty get in get out that's like really lounge around that's when we're introduced to my favorite guy in this movie Ehrlich. i'm a big Ehrlich guy Finding out a lot of these guys had that William Cat hair yeah. in the 80s. I don't think I That's realized there were that many big old curly-headed dudes. I know. that must. I, I, there's a lot of 80s hair in this movie. Yeah. A lot of fun 80s mustaches and hair. But yeah, Ehrlich with his big... He, 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 but he gave me this like Clooney vibe. Like This guy was like <laughs> the smoothest dude in the movie. Well, he's a roustabout. Yeah. He's a ne'er-do-well. He's a, they call him he's a barbarian. A, he's cheating at dice. Yeah, he's, he's got making loaded f- dice. He kind of causes trouble in town and yeah. kind of fights his way out. He's One making of those fun of the like seven foot tall giant dude. That was great. That yeah, looked like great. giant Gonzalez. And the, the dubbing on him was the best. It's like he's <laughs> the way they're giving him that. You know, I saw this movie voice. gets. Is one of those flicks that lands on like you know the hundred worst movies or like riff tracks doing something about it. It's like man, people have no joy. Right. This is this Embrace is such a it. fun kind of. It does, Conan's really good, but also Conan's goofy. And some of these cheaper movies are just more obviously goofy. Right. It's no different hearing <laughs> one of them yell about Crom. That's dumb, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is cheaper, but like, God, it's great. But it's that same. Yeah. Exactly. Conan the Barbarian is is a great movie. Also has him like 
eating a bird while he's chained <laughs> to a pole. Like, it's some silly stuff. But this keeps coming with silly stuff and crazy stuff. Ehrlich pretty soon is getting, like, death by impalement. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah. God. He almost gets spiked pretty good. Though. And Delicia's just kind of lounging and watching her executions from her palanquin. Whenever a hot babe's just palanquined in. <laughs> you know, two poles, four shoulders. Yeah. It's always good. Classic. You know, someone that whole town square where before they meet Ehrlich, they're going, the, the, the Viking is joined up with, with our ladies to avenge and, and to defeat the evil Tregor. And, uh, that whole square is like fire breathers and fire tossers, other things with fire. A lot of fire stunts going on. And the, the guy getting his hands chopped off. Oh, yeah. And the, the public the thief? hand chopping. Now, you want to talk about underselling. <laughs> I couldn't believe they just had this guy go like, <laughs> he gets both hands chopped off. And he's like, ow. <laughs> you got to wonder what, what's, how, how on a rush they were with some of the dubbing. Yeah, we don't have time to get over real anguish with this guy. Get this weenie Spoiler. out of here, right? But I love the dubbing of the the Viking because Gimli had all this like personality and you know a little layer to him. And this guy is dubbed by this. He's kind of like a dude voicing a Santa character. He's mm-hmm. always like very kind of jolly, but he's this huge burly <laughs> Viking. That, yeah. You keep just waiting to waste guys, and they're the ones that. Uh, he really adds this like uncomfortable commentary to an incredible scene. Kind of scene that should be just shown on highlight reels of this era cinema. I know exactly the scene you're talking about. When these twins have who thought they're boys, with all again, all these great jokes about them just looking down at their racks and being like, You mean these? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Everybody is just mystified by their sets. And they're yeah. just like, these old things? We're just one of the guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't see giant bags hanging off your chest. But the, yeah, the Santa Viking. Never ca- thought about it. For like in 20 minutes leading up to that, has these moments that are just like, you don't ever notice why my <laughs> chest is so different than. But he has this kind of like friendly dad voice. So it's always bad, but always, like, really funny. Yeah. Because he's always kind of just, he's never outright telling him. He's just like, you should think about why these are (laughs) bouncing so. And, like, they're all just kind of like, I don't know, like, looking at each other, like, shrugging. It's incredible. Never come up. I mean, imagine getting this at, like, you know, when you and your buddies are staying over, like, 15, 16. You'd be in stitches. The whole right. night, the parents would be coming out and telling you to shut up. You'd be losing <laughs> your mind through this whole runtime of sorts. Honestly, tell me another movie where they make this work like this. The girl who doesn't know she's a girl. Yeah. Double it with twins. And then, yeah, it's just, and it keeps going. The way it keeps going. They don't just have the one scene of Ehrlich and, and the, the Viking being like, but you're you're girls. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, girls, we're not. What? Yeah, what you, you are. And then later it's like. Yeah, the uh, the fact with Jack Hill with all these guys on board, you know they're like sitting at like one table and they're just like one of them's getting deflowered and the other one feels it because she's a twin and they're just like they're like break for the day, like that's it. They right. figured it out. We did it. Like that's them shaking hands, just like we got there. I assume Winarski who wrote this, that, yeah, that that was the scene he started with and built around it. Oh, he's like, you know that thing where twins can supposedly feel each other's pain or know what the other one's going through? <laughs> or pleasure. What yeah. if we, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if we Corman that up a little bit? I don't know which twin to give the credit to. Because one of them had to just like get it from Ehrlich. But the one that put on the show was the Meg Ryan, who had oh, to yeah. just writhe it out on the floor, right? And the whole time, you're getting these cuts between... The twin that's getting it, the twin that's feeling things that she's never even thought possible. She's then, trying to describe it. She's like, because she, she's going like, oh, ooh. yeah, she's just and writhing and feeling. The Vikings like, grinds. where's the pain, child? And he's like, she's like, it's not pain. It's, <laughs> oh, God. it's warm. And, and I just when real that, time when that scene started, it. I was like, yeah. Beautiful. We are do we're going into it. I and applaud we're, this. Movie. We are not shying away from it. We're 
it is like this joke that you're kind of waiting to end, but admiring how long it they're dragging on. it out. It goes on. This girl's first uh, orgasm goes on like so long that by the like the Vikings kind of running out of material. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's, but then he starts getting like too familiar with. He's just like, "Hmm, this must be Ehrlich's work." Like, dude, yeah, what? Like, he says that like four times. <laughs> he's watching this girl writhe in in orgasmic pleasure, and like, oh, I bet your twins uh, with Ehrlich right now. Yeah, that. And then it's like, yeah, that looks like Ehrlich. <laughs> Oh, that! Oh, now I know it's early. Yeah, that settles it. Like he's getting. How too, well does you? Does this know. guy know Ehrlich? Hey, <laughs> now I know that's Ehrlich. Like you're you're getting these instant visuals of him just sitting in that corner it's chair so in the hotel room, just like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This like how many a, times this, is this an guy just... job? But then of course the goat man has to make it weird, and he wants to get involved. He's like. Get out of here, goat man. <laughs> you just really get a glimpse at how many times this Viking has just stood nearby <laughs> while Ehrlich just railed women and then just kind of smiled to himself, just like enjoying Ehrlich's lovemaking. Yep. Just the craftsmanship you got, of it. Yeah, that is a you got Like there's no him. titillation from him. It's this warm knowing like, this orgasm is the work of Ehrlich for sure. <laughs> like, and then turning to the own, like the awful goat dude's the only one nearby, and it's just like Ehrlich being just like, I know. <laughs> like, he's like, who's he bragging to? It's not like even like it's just the goat guy nearby, which is like, but he's got yeah, he's he's such a like fatherly character that it's kind of like he's just going like, good for you, yeah, good for these they're kids. Doing, I'm liking that they're experiencing you this. Know? Yeah, he's exactly. kind of happy for their adventure and their journey. Yeah. It's it's uh, but I also, love the line they they walk on that because <laughs> because it's not like disgusting and like ugh it and it's not like titillating but it's just funny. It and is fun. funny. It is a f- and it is Meg. It's fully Meg Ryan in uh, Harry Met Sally. Just I really do I'll have want, what she's having. I really do want our Harry Met. Billy Crystal's like hot in that movie. I know we've been talking about <laughs> Billy Crystal's dick a lot in these episodes, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure when Harry Met Sally is the one listen. he shows it in. Yeah, and so I think we got to get there. But man, you go from this genuinely funny laugh out loud, like what is this feeling? Very funny. But just before that, you had the like horrifying medieval torture of a greased pole with a sharp stick pointing mm-hmm. right up Ehrlich's like ass. Oof. Can you imagine death by impalement? I hadn't no. before sorceress. No. Oh. I, would you would you be, be see what's awful is you'd be better off just dropping immediately, right? Ugh. Just getting rid of the inevitable. But holy like ugh. there's a good chance that that's not instantly killing no, you. No, you don't die. I don't think. Ugh. I mean, you just you you're going to feel it. Golly. You're going to feel right it. through you and then you just god. And so and he and Erlich's got the task of just playing this for laughs. And he's going full bare ass to pointy stick exactly I that's want... what made me think of like the Clooney kind of aspects like that <laughs> you can that's see... how like Clooney would have played it like on the pole kind of like come on you made your point you don't need to actually stick a pole we really there. should explore the B movie pre-ER career a Clooney absolutely we need like Red Surf mm. some of that early like Clooney working which of the actor which of the Killer Tomatoes one is he in Return ah oh. He's like Grizzly Two. That's such a fun Grizzly movie. Two would be a an easy choice as well. Yeah, but we gotta see if this later if the Clooney he would have the big hair too. I think at that he time. would have. Oh yeah, he had the big uh, feathered perm. Yeah, and uh, but did he have the same Joker confidence that he would so nail throughout exactly. the two thousands and twenty tens? We should see. Go on a Clooney stretch. It'll come to that eventually, and it has to. <laughs> Shockingly little amount of Clooney. For as much as we've talked about various sets of twins in Sword and Sandals movies, mm-hmm. we get an evil drum circle. Some guys really just kind of riffing a drum thing, Definitely. a hastily assembled drum mantra, but just sitting around various parts while, the, while an evil sacrifice. They get sacrificial virgins. All the virgins. Out. I like how they, uh, there's, yeah, so the one, the one twin gets kidnapped with Ehrlich, or they get captured. And they're going to sacrifice her, and they've bewitched them. Yeah. So they've put them under a spell so that they're agreeing to do this. 
And uh, I assume it's the the drink that they're having him drink, that green drink. I'm pretty sure the drink was called Soma. Soma. Which is funny because yeah. that's like the name of a, a heavy painkiller. Right. <laughs> like the, that they've outlawed now, right? Well, they had to, they had to twice explain what it was. <laughs> which they, I, lo- everybody I love when this a movie party does for like that. 15 minutes kept asking questions about Soma. They're like it's the nectar of the gods. It was like a DiGiorno ad but yeah. for Soma. <laughs> People can't stop talking about this liquid con- concoction. I wanted to try it. It looked pretty and good. And then Delicious has to tell everybody. It's like, "Oh, you haven't heard?" Soma's all the rage it's down It's the in- nectar of the gods. <laughs> she hits that nectar <laughs> of the gods line like three times. Yeah. She's going through the party auditioning for scenes. I could have watched <laughs> her do it to every person in that room. That's like when you like, uh, if you ever have, I don't know if you've had this experience where someone kind of starts chatting you up at a bar and they're like, let's get some Fernet. And they like talk about Fernet. <laughs> and then you're like, they're a Fernet salesman. You ever had this? <laughs> No idea what for this sounds like Fernet? a super specific experience. People out there know what Fernet. Oh, this is for me. Tell me what Fernet is. It's like a it's, it's like a liqueur. Amway? It's like a liqueur that you get. Just a bar that with like a Fernet and rep then, who's like the, selling his yeah. And they're like trying to bar to the stock Fernet. Fernet. Yeah, so get they just have like shelf placement cute on girls or or you know people walking around and just being like, you guys had some Fernet. It's pretty good. <laughs> you guys That's ever, what the Soma was. Have you tried Fermet? Yeah. yeah. Fernet? You guys it, get some Somas for the table? Is it like an herbal liqueur? What is a Fernet? Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a. It's kind of, I think it's, I remember it being kind of like a spicier, like. Is this that Fernet guy you keep hanging out with? <laughs> is that the guy? The guy Joey that always Fernet? talks about Fernet? <laughs> All right. Now was, I, it was a while ago, so I haven't had Fernet in quite a while. <laughs> Well, whatever they well, are they drinking. They would do it with, like, like, Crown Royal or something, too, right? She, I love how Delicia, Anna de Chade, what a name, mm-hmm. Anna de Chade. I had to look her up. I need to know everything this woman's in. I want to see all of it. She was in the Man Called Horse sequels. Whoa. Using, all right. You have any of the horse movies no. on Laserdisc? I don't have any of the Man Called Horse movies. <laughs> These are like the Richard Harris fucked up Billy Jack. Movie where he just joins an Indian tribe as a as a man horse, before eventually graduating to tribal chieftain and working with them. It's a weird. That's it's cool. a weird series of movies to get three of them. But just like Trial of Billy Jack, by it's like boy, by the third one, it's like a three hour court drama. They're like, we're taking horse to 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 trial, <laughs> and she's in them as like an Indian maiden. That's cool. I need to, we need to go through all the horse movies. She's a, she yeah. She's all got some Anna small parts Chate. and some and some good looking stuff. She's in the Holy Mountain. Oh so wow! She's got some some uh, some creds. She had a look. She yeah. had attitude. I liked her a lot. She's like Princess Ardala the, in the uh, <laughs> the Buck Rogers. Uh, I could show. see that man. Super cool space babe. I I, lo- I do like in the eighties how they would like bejewel women uh, like. It was a very kind of Blade Runner. Dude, I love one. She's her all, costuming she's all was up. among the best of the movie. They had some good cool headpiece. outfits, yeah. great headpieces, like cool cuts. She was very fashionable compared to the girls had to kind of just dress in rags like boys. Yeah. You know, running around in wet t-shirt crop tops like you'd think Corman. That is kind of like the one thing about these movies that would be nice if they could fashion it up a little bit. They really needed the... The fourth Mount Rushmore, they need to bring like Russ Meyer mm-hmm. to be like, we need them out more. Yeah. Everyone's out, out more. We need more of them. More, but yeah, cr- more creative ways to show them rather than just the, <laughs> jumping in a lake. This Or just eager to be like, okay. <laughs> Somebody just, anybody leering would just be like, oh, these? Great. And we showed them to the goat man. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. But. I keep waiting for the surprises to run out. And little did I know that they had only, like, every one was just a new beginning. Because I didn't know we would get Lord of the Rings-style, like, B-movie orcs. Mm. We get kind of lusty zombie sword fighting yeah. that in, a, might be, in a tight cave. When they go into the catacombs and, uh, and Tregor is like, they haven't met my army yet or whatever. Yeah. He's got this zombie. And you see the corpses like arm. in the walls. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I got really excited about that. It's the same level of cool <laughs> as some, you know, Fulci movie. Oh yeah. It's like something in House by the Cemetery or they're City really, of the Living Dead. Yeah. They're same really kind cool, of thing. like 
not quite skeletons, but pretty decomposed, uh, yeah, corpses coming at you. Great, like, limbs getting lopped off, heads getting lopped off. Cool looks to them, but they're staggering around in these close quarters, and there's more and more of them. They're kind of, one of them kind of grabs up and, like, kind of, like, humps up on her. I don't know if I was imagining that or if, they, one of the zombies was really just grabbing her from behind too yeah. long. Well, then they take it, I think they do take it a little too far with the zombies when they get out of the catacombs and they, all the zombies go and grab the sacrificial virgins and carry them off. Oh, man, those girls didn't look like a bunch of zombies would be running up to them. And, uh, yeah, they didn't seem like they <laughs> those, knew what was going oh, on. Oh, those girls, man. But, but the zombies are going to clearly take them to, uh. To uh, sexual relations well, with yeah, them, probably. And uh, Baldar, our Viking, just turns to uh, the other barbarian, and goes, "Hey, they've been buried a thousand years, you know." <laughs> <laughs> that one, I was like, uh, "Baldar, it's a little much. Everyone's problematic." Baldar, come on, that's a little, yeah. You haven't learned nothing. <laughs> Fight, seen all these women kick ass. It's just like women, huh? Uh, uh. Corpses be horny. Yeah, they're getting it. Yeah, they were. But them just like running through is really just like instead of doing a brains thing, you get these summoned zombie orcs just like carrying virgins over their shoulders, just like like fists pumping. Just like, yeah, man, this felt like I always love these fireworks shows where they're just like, we got 15 minutes left. Do these things. And I don't know if I've seen a bigger version of that than our closing coup de gras of just a a bat-winged centaur oh my lion God. man when just, we get vital when they finally you know call his out, name it's uh, it's his name man the name's vital. really everybody had a very like i hate the like we all have names that don't exist mm-hmm. but then nobody calls them by their name enough it's like i had to hear like lamal once <laughs> and i have to remember which one like who knew gets mentioned a few times but you're still like I still never heard Pando that many times. Oh, I never. Yeah, I I didn't know that. that I didn't know the goat man was named Pando. Had a a name. Yeah. So what's the Vital? Like Vital vital, is the Vital. How do you cat? It wasn't a man, was it? Was it a puppet? It it, it had. Yeah, that was a big puppet. Dude, it was was like basically like uh, what, like a sphinx? You know, like one of those bat wings, lion head. Just fly, it's like a float, Pegasus, but like a nightmare Batwing Pegasus. But also like pretty fucked up looking. I like think it wasn't it, like a good looking one. It was all like veiny and like yeah. Like too Any time they went, <laughs> it was gassed. Because it never just showed his face. You had to see his whole pecs and his like too many abs. Yeah. But then you'd see the abs and then you'd look right back up and he'd be making this like, like this face. But he was like also, but he also had really big guns. He did. Like he was always, Attached to the back and he was always flexing. And so he had these huge Scott Steiner guns, but with these really ropey, gross bat wings. This guy was both amazing and, and horrifying. It was I was amazed. Well, yeah, when we got to see him in action, and he fights the other evil. I, I don't remember the one that uh, Tregor is like Trainor or whatever is, is trying to summon. Yeah, um, I'm, I couldn't tell you the names of any, but I, uh, I remember Delicia because yeah. I mean, but once they debut the Pegasus Man, Trevar, Treval, Tregon, Tregon, Tregon. Then we also like you know what. Snake. Or no, Vital is the Vital. Du- sorry, but now then they get all, all right. So what's the name of the snake woman in that the one? Movie? I don't remember. We just get a, a a space snake woman. Yeah, to do battle to do like cartoon lightning laser like, battle, yeah. which is the best. That was great. We folks, we love folks. the cartoon lightning. We love cartoon eye lasers. Yeah, we love cartoon lightning. Animated lightning. Whether you try to make it really real. Or you just do it like this, like how we got in Ghoulies. Oh, we do it like this. The Jack Nance. The like green like lightning eye bat. look. Yeah, that this lightning had. All the effects. There's this weird effect they kept giving the girls where they like would turn blue when like their powers were being activated. And yeah. it just was like what a, looked like a music video kind of a thing. Every every little review I read about this thing just talks about how cheap it looks and it's like, I don't know, they have a lot of fun. With the with the way they spend money. Well, that last yeah, that last final uh, sacrifice scene where Tragon is up there and the the things blinking green like in the Boogeyman, the nineteen eighty oh, Boogeyman. Oh sure. And Suzanne rocks loves are falling, with their like green eyes. Corpse dudes are grabbing virgins. Like it was all happening. 
everything. And maybe Symphony. my favorite thing in the movie is Trigon as the bad guy. Uh, you know, one of the Harris sisters, whoever it was, she gets up, so he can't sacrifice her anymore. This plan that's been in motion for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. The sacrificial woman has run away. He can't get to her, so he just goes like, "Uh, what about this one?" <laughs> <laughs> and he grabs uh Delicia and then stabs her right in the side. And he's like, "Still a pretty good sacrifice." <laughs> yeah, Throws right. her into the fire. Like, come on. I mean, we still got check <laughs> out this gal, huh? <laughs> right? Pretty good. I don't know if I've ever seen like a evil sorcerer like just like play he it, turned play on her so quick. <laughs> but it's like you know, it's like he's just like I don't know shit. Uh, <laughs> how, how about this? How one? about this hot broad? <laughs> Uh, she's still got a lot of good qualities you got Delicia you got no complaints <laughs> right I thought that was so dude funny. when when that lion guy like shoots the, the snake space head woman it kind of cuts back to him and I swear to god he does this kind of like sneer like yeah <laughs> like this kind of lip snarl just like mm, uh-huh. like it was just like this guy it's, it has to be just a hand puppet I think so it's gotta yeah. be some beakler nonsense but for all the people doing riff tracks and all that stuff on this you are truly joyless if you are not just in stitches at this lion man at this whole finale Mm -hmm. to make fun of this is such the dumbest spirit and the dumbest approach you could take to this there's nothing like this in any other movie i've seen a lot of well-made movies that i didn't need to see but i've never seen the kind of dumb carny bullshit like i saw through the tight 80 minute runtime of sorceress yeah 80 jack hill in and out corman they knew efficiency these guys knew entertainment man and even with the slow motion fighting i think the girls still do pretty well uh there's a great scene where they've got the big you know, bars holding their hands back and they're able to swing those bad boys around. It's like around. prop comedy work. It's pretty good. That's not guaranteed. Yeah, they're tied to the uh, the stakes, so they're still swinging and using these board weapons. You can tell how slow and choreographed it was, but a lot of moving parts. Yeah. The more I keep seeing these supposedly bad sword and sandal movies, the more I'm just like, man, there's a lot of people running around in a circle in that scene. They always get a lot of heads Yeah. to kind of really cause some chaos and that the brothel fight scene i think is just it was so fun and that's where yeah that's about you know a half hour in or so right and that's where i'm just like now this thing is taking off and they've got guys fly you know they got the classic guy running at you flying them over the shoulder i just thought it was this is constant entertainment yeah so yeah it's like don't riff like some sort of (laughs) ironic you know there's nothing this knows Simpsons what it is references over it this yeah. is jack hill and roger corman who know exactly what kind of these guys made money mm-hmm. constantly corman made constant money right he knew the guys to team up with because this vision sold this has purpose man yeah impossibly if you were a person who went into sorcerer and were upset that there was nothing about wizardry there are no sorceresses in Sorceress. <laughs> that is true. There is a con- as little as few sorcerers were in Sorcerer. There are just as few sorceresses in Sorceress, which seems impossible. Right? That they got us again. The fact that yeah, even the fact that they have a single title, you know, Sorceress, and it's about twins. Yeah, you couldn't go sorceresses. I w- <laughs> I watched this movie called The Wizard. Not a wizard in sight. It was right? just the savages. Just some kid that likes to play video yeah, games. Yeah, it was just Jenny, Jenny Lewis. <laughs> Is there an actual movie with a wizard or a sorcerer? Is there a sorcerer? I know, I know there's warlocks. Mm-hmm. But is there just a sorcerer? We're going to have to go to Dungeon Master. Doesn't Richard Mole play like a sorcerer? Oh, yeah. Exactly. But is he a dungeon master? It's like called title, dungeon, It's called the dungeon master. You know, I saw there was a David Carradine, like the warrior and the sorceress. Oh, he, or did, sorcerer. he did a lot of these new worlds. So maybe there's one in there. <laughs> he did a lot of those, those cheap Mad Max yeah. 70s movies. Death Sport 2000. They all sounded exactly like that. Mm-hmm. They were all motorcycle. They all had him in a cartoon wearing a headdress like on a 
on a dune buggy raising a fist. Yeah. There's like eight of them like that. Probably probably half of them are Serio Santiago movies. The artwork for this for the poster on this one is pretty good too. You get the single one of the Harris sisters in like a chainmail bikini that we never see her in, fighting the ape man with the lion bat. But I love that the lion bat looks nothing like the lion bat in the movie. Because they clearly didn't tell the guy what it was. They were just like, just like draw a lion with bat wings. Brother, if there is a bad poster for a sword and sorcery movie, mine eyes have yet to see it. <laughs> this genre delivers the greatest poster art. Exactly. I oh, yeah. fight the urge weekly to not paper my house in the Deathstalker print. Mm-hmm. Deathstalker poster is one of the all-time greatest stoner metal doom album covers in the history of artwork, man. No those question. ogres, those swinging axes, the ogre coming up over the hill in the background. It's kind of like like faded, but it's just like that guy's approaching. <laughs> oh man. I had this like this uh 70s kind of stoner album called Dust Hard Attack. Mm. And the cover is this animated Viking. These Vikings are all the unbelievable 300 pound bodies swinging axe at the top of a snowy peak. Just like a cool animated uh, Man of War mm-hmm. record album. And every sword and sorcerer is that movie. We all watched Deathstalker as a group because like, we saw the poster. And we're just like, how, can we, how have we gone how this long without seeing? It's the reason I bought Deadly Towers on the NES. Exactly. Deadly yeah. Towers with the big ass. It was probably Fabio as a Viking. It was just a big jacked dude. With a metal helmet on the coat. It's just like, yes. This movie definitely, I had that thought at one point about like, this looks like the video game cover of like an 80s, yeah, Viking or, or Golden Axe type video game. You would see this babe in the chainmail bikini and there would be like nothing resembling any type of babe <laughs> right. in that video game. You would maybe get a lion with wings. But as you say, this is so great because it's a whole... It's a perfect cover, but it's also like, we don't know the plot of this movie. Just riff it. Exactly. And so there's just like a... There's like there's a, some bullet points. You could see like a monkey warrior at the bottom with like an axe. And it's like, I don't know, there was monkeys in it. But it's just like... <laughs> they didn't quite look like that. We did. I should jump back, way back. Because we, bre- we glanced over the Who Knew laughing gas scene. Mm-hmm. What a bizarre, funny... It was like a show out of the TV show, The Monkees. Yeah. It Suddenly was a- he's just making everybody just like tell riddle jokes. <laughs> and the worst shit is happening and everybody's just laughing their asses about it. And then a bunch of monkeys flood the screen. Everybody's like, oh, that's, hap- that's how he's getting the bodies out. He had monkeys waiting on standby. Yeah. The, when all the monkeys start swinging in and taking these people as they're laughing. And uh, the Viking shoots the one monkey in the ass. <laughs> Just because it's funny, yeah. He Just because it's funny, dying, right? doesn't try to like get the monkeys or save anyone. He's just like, you know, it would be great. They shot this monkey in that his ass. <laughs> yeah, he and loves he was right. It. He doubles over right after he does it, and he was right to so do funny. so. Yeah, you don't see that a lot in the, in a movie like the, the Laughing Gas Attack. No, that it's that, good. There's a yeah. There's like a handful of those surprises in this movie. When I wasn't sure if they going. were like hallucinating. That's when it does to the cut around to suddenly there's all these monkeys like bouncing around in the trees. We've only seen one monkey man mm-hmm. for 45 minutes and now we have half a dozen and they're up on kind of dangerous limbs. I love when these cheap movies get real. That's the best yeah. thing about these cheap action movies is there's just like, oh, like I got upended by that. You know, like people well, are taking hits. And that, that monkey character totally has like a bad guy to good guy turn. In the movie, because he's promised one of the women, he doesn't get her. So he's like, well, I'm going to go let the the cavalry know (laughs) that they need help. So he goes, he, he like takes the sword of the the Viking who's, you know, he's dropped it and he goes and delivers it to the goat man. And so you've got goat man going like, and monkey man going like, "Uh -uh," for like a minute while they hash it out. And then goat man, because he's a goat man, goes and gets the cavalry. Which is the oldest, feeblest goat farmers you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> right? How oldest... great was that scene? The final scene, everyone's battling, and then the gates open up, and a bunch of goats and old men in tunics <laughs> with like pitchforks come out. 
Oh man, the horrifying implications <laughs> that we never delve into is just how this goat man exi- came to existence. When all these goat farmers came running, you you just know the worst things <laughs> exactly. have been happening the down worst. there in the, Absolutely. in the surf community. Like, oh god, a lot of. I also like this small kind of more subtle running joke through the movie that one of the twins was like slightly less hot. <laughs> like the firstborn was just the one that was like a little hotter. She had it. Yeah, yeah she just had a little more. These women look very identical. They were yeah. twins. Uh, but I could swear there was a running tone of just like, you know, twin number one's the one actually getting it. Twin number two's <laughs> the one just like putting on a show for like Goat Man. And uh, I love this whole thing. If Sorcerer is the tightest, most tension filled two hours, Jack Hill, Corman knows right when to hit that like 80. Honestly, I was shocked at 80. Mm. My my mental guess would have been seventy. That they made it. That We're far. getting out of yeah. here seventy eight tops. But that's that's the great thing about these. You can talk all you want about Deathstalker being a bad movie. It was like seventy two, seventy six <laughs> minutes, right? Right. You know, can't complain. If about anybody, that. if any idiot thinks Killer Shrews is a bad movie, it's like, what, is this barely an hour? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> suck it up, <laughs> right? Just deal with it. But it's uh, it's very refreshing when when every movie nowadays feels like they're going out of their way to be two and a half hours. Yes, to just be able to sit down and knock out an eighty minute sorcery movie. It was so easy to just Love fit it. this into my night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to just throw once we did Sorcerer, and I knew every one of my dumbest instincts would take us directly to Sorceress. <laughs> one of the true joys of doing this is when I just sent you a link to. Just an IMDb link to Sorceress the next day, and it's just like, yep, yeah, we're doing seems it. good. No, like I said, uh, some of the most fun I've had doing this podcast was the Barbarian trilogy we did. Oh, man. watching uh, Barbarian and then Barbarians and then Barbarian Queen. Yeah, man. So to be able to come back, with she's Sorcerer in Deathstalker, and right? Lana Clarkson's in Deathstalker. Maybe I loved her in. In Barbarian. And we're talking about maybe doing another Sorcerer movie? I mean, there's The Sword and the Sorcerer. That was an actual big theatrical hit. I got that on disc. Yeah. That's got Richard Lynch. So Mm. Richard Lynch is showing up in a third of these sword and... He's a good evil king kind of guy. Yeah. It's a good, good, (laughs) good role for him to get in a certain decade, right? Man, there's too much joy in these. And... They're too easily available. Every one of these movies, these sword sales, are all like on three different free view channels. Oh, one yeah. of them, Tubi, Tubi. Two of them that you've never used before. And you're like, I guess I'll see what Plex is all about. I almost, are those all just like owned by the same company? I have or no, something? I can't explain them. And I don't I, know how it works. I, I don't know any of them. Tubi is the trusted source. Yeah. You go there. They've done so much. Yeah. For the B movie watchers, I know so many like genre film, huge catalog of people that don't know there. the the level of dumb. They don't know Jack Hill, right? But some of the movies my coworkers have watched just because they saw it on Tubi and liked the poster. It's like, man, my dad is the kind of guy that if he saw the poster for, you know, the Sorceress, mm-hmm. he'd be like, okay, <laughs> we'll throw this on. You're telling your if your dad sees the poster for Deathstalker. And sees that it's playing like, at least through a couple commercial breaks, right. watching Deathstalker. Yeah, right. Find these movies. Sorceress is great. Sorcerer left me feeling so like, kind of powered, empowered, and also just so defeated, right? Humbled. Mm. Uh, that feeling of knowing that just like, oh, any this could happen. It won't happen, almost assuredly. <laughs> but like. The the lengths the human body can go to just to survive. That willingness to want to live, just to avoid consequences. And Sorceress went about things in a different way. I didn't (laughs) leave feeling as, like, you know, Mm thought-provoked. But, God, when I saw Jack Hill, Roger Corman, Wynorski, that that logo, the New World logo, you're going to smile the whole time. Yeah, you are. It's true. That's true. I, I had a big smile on my face the whole time. Yeah, man. And in the final, final scene, when <laughs> the two girls come out with our barbarian hero, George Clooney, 
And uh, Gimli has to say, like, isn't one enough for you? <laughs> You're right. And he this... goes, don't you know? These are the two that are one, which oh, is the thing they've the been calling they've been the telling whole time. That's the whole thing they've been telling we've never said up until ah, now. And everyone has a big laugh. This Viking is the most... That was such he a Playboy mansion to be ending. tossed anything. <laughs> it's true. Forever watching from the sidelines. And this is one moment he couldn't even be like... Okay, I think fair is fair. <laughs> he's still just like, wouldn't you say one of them? And then he's like, nope, nope, I think I'd rather do two. It's I like, you're, both. you're the guy. You're, hey, you're the you're, Ehrlich. You're the man, Ehrlich. <laughs> it's like, step it up, Gimli. Uh, such I a per- be- but it just all of them just like, the, the laugh that they all like freeze on is just a perfect like, that's the movie. This is- <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Man, this played theaters. This played <laughs> theaters, so. right? What a joy. What a treat this would be. I, Man, this would have played something like Third Street. I would watch this mm-hmm. in the dark for three fifty, any day. I would do it tomorrow. Came to this. It did. I'm did Eric. This. I'm Charlie. Uh, we'll have to do Sword and the Sorcerer. The Sword and the Sorcerer. We, we, we might have to keep it going one more Damn. week. One more week. We have to find it. Yeah. I have to see a sorcerer in a flick. Exactly. I have to I wanna, find I the want one. an honest to God. <laughs> I want some honest sorcerer representation. Yeah. I don't gender means nothing to me. I just want it represented. Let's mm-hmm. see it. We'll find it. We'll find it. Thank you for listening and good night. <laughs>